mean, we are on the radio. This is for for pure Exactly. It is 11.06 on WSIC News Radio, and you're listening to We're Just Saying with Senator Ricky Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are at currently, at the moment, streaming yeah. live on the WSIC News website, social media accounts, YouTube, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and of course, LinkedIn. Senator Sawyer, Sir, how are you today? I am fantastic. I am happy to be here and glad that you're back and uh, ready for an awesome hour of just radio excellence. I am very excited. I hate that I missed last week. I was attending the uh, wedding of a good friend, good. Um, so I uh, was not able to uh, join, but I know that you uh, you carried the show amicably. Well, no, the, uh, yeah, no, we didn't have a show last week. That's what I meant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. And I was getting ready to say something nice about you, and so no, now I'm going to rescind all I'm that. just kidding. No, maybe. it's fine. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. Hey, so um, I was doing some opposition research last night. But, really? Yeah, you know how I do that? How? I just was watching CNN. Yeah, well, and, uh, it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's a Lots of it's it, it's flooded. It is, it is. And so I was listening to some presidential polling numbers on the Republican Party, and surprisingly, your girl Nikki Haley uh, is a huh? second. She's coming in second you, in these. You scoffed I when did. I said it. You scoffed when I said there was a path for her. Yes. And all of a sudden. It's starting to happen. Yes. Now, Trump still has a fairly commanding lead. I'm not going to you know, deny that. But yeah. as more people drop uh, from the race, mm-hmm. like, right now what we're seeing is, you know, so Mike Pence has dropped. Yeah. Um, the uh, other dude whose name I don't remember has yeah. dropped. Um, and I'm sure a couple of people who I never knew who they were have dropped. Right. But as I think as we move in and these people aren't getting traction, I think mm-hmm. we'll start to see more drops. And I think uh, I think, think the Nick- polls are reflect- – well, here's, here's the thing. We talked about this before, and, and you hear it on the national news. You know, Trump has a – a a a low a, a minimum threshold that he does not go under right yeah. he, it's anywhere between thirty three to thirty five percent right he does not dip below that um in his core supporters and then you know he goes up from there you know based off of you know fluctuations but he has that 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 you know that that's the lowest he goes mm-hmm. so anyone who is going to beat him is going to have to overcome that built-in advantage that he has. And, you know, the Republicans, when he ran the first time, were not able to do that because they, many of them stayed in too long. Um, to be fair, he, he, he gauged the mood of the country at that time pretty correctly. So, but I feel like she, of, of everybody up there, <laughs> yeah. she is the one viable alternative. That- and it's, and, and that's, and, and there, there is a contrast between them and I'm telling you, there's a way. I, that's what, a way. That is what CNN was reporting last night. They even went so far as woman and man on the street interviews about Nikki. And really, yeah, I mean, it was quite of a, it was quite an in depth look into. I'll, I'll share with you the link. I've, if you yes, know. please do. Yeah, so. please do. I generally don't find myself on CNN very often. So, but one of the things is going to be, you know, now that she's starting to get the limelight from the media, she's not an also ran mm-hmm. and things like that. It's going to be how do you handle it, right? Because we've seen in the president in many a primary, uh, there's a rising star and they get the spotlight on them right. and they can't handle it. Right. right? Kind of like Vivek. Kind of like Vivek. Yeah. I mean, it's it's when you're not ready for prime time, you're not ready for prime mm-hmm. time. And when the when 
the glare gets on you and uh-huh. people are watching and you're getting the stories and you're doing uh-huh. the interviews, you know, it's going it, to, it, discipline is where it comes in a real key factor. There. Yeah. You've got to be disciplined so as not to derail yourself. Well, she's pulling it off. So I yeah, just wanted so to give far. you a, give you a nod to your political very prowess. Very happy about that. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> hey, so it is the season. It is the campaign season. Yes, it is the campaign season. The carpets have been rolled in in Raleigh. And so now we're getting to see who is coming back to the General Assembly, who's not, who wants to go to Congress. And yep. we just had a pretty important announcement this week, or at least confirmed. Yes. Um, former or current speaker, Tim Moore, has decided that he is going to run for Congress. Yep, yep. And, and for those who, who recall, he was going to run originally uh, in the last dis- redistricting a couple of years ago, ended up um, announcing, but then decided he wasn't going to run. He's going to come back to the General Assembly, stay mm-hmm. as Speaker. Um, that was an interesting race that ultimately saw, you know, Madison Cawthorn and Chuck Edwards mm-hmm. um, battle it out in a primary. Chuck Edwards, of course, coming out, um, you know, victorious in that and obviously in Congress now. Um, so it's going to be interesting because that's a it's still a fresh district, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he has a lot of uh, money. He has a lot of uh, influence, a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's running against somebody relatively green. Um, no pun intended, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, in, in the, uh, in the uh, Pat, Florida, Harrigan. Pat Harrigan. Yeah. yeah, Pat Harrigan. I mean, that's a formidable candidate. And we were introduced, or at least I was introduced to him as a candidate last session when he ran against then or, form, or current Congressman Jeff Jackson in the general. And he is impressive. Oh, really? I mean, he's a Green Beret. He's got a handsome family. Um, he is a self-made business guy. So he's got just squeaky clean, really. Um, and he's already been battle tested and did a really good job in Jeff Jackson. Just the numbers in that district just didn't fall his way. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really going to be probably one of my top watches just because it's close to the Charlotte market it is in the Charlotte market, actually. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Well, it absolutely will, because I mean, you know, you know, even though, um, you know, even though Pat is, is, you know, coming into this, not, you know, without, not the same name, name recognition that Speaker Mm -hmm. Moore has, obviously he has already been through the ringer of a congressional campaign once. So, um, you know, and obviously, you know, that, that brings with it its own, you know, um, advantages having already gone through there with the apparatus and understanding it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Not the Speaker Moore doesn't have the apparatus to pull it off. He's a seasoned politician, um, Mm -hmm. and very highly successful one as well, but it will be interesting to watch that because it is very much a, a contrast of, you know, somebody who is a, who's an established mm-hmm. leadership figure inside of North Carolina and Speaker Moore and, you know, a, a newcomer, if you will, even though he ran for Congress, most people mm-hmm. probably were not going to know who he is um, mm-hmm. in that district. But it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah. And, you know, I do think and we've seen this all throughout Republican politics lately is that anti-establishment feel. And I think a lot of that is the Trump, you know, mm-hmm. the Trump the folks who Trump has brought to the party who've been very actively engaged since he got in, they have this distrust of anybody who's been in politics. And so whether it's Tim Moore or someone else who's been in politics, who's had to make decisions, you know, those decisions are going to probably come back to haunt them, or at least I can imagine a candidate who's running against them will allow that. I mean, like in Pat Harrigan's, um, you know, press release, it said, um, this was actually came out yesterday that Pat welcomes casino activist Tim Moore to the race. Yes. So we're not we're not going to start with any cordial, no. uh, you know, no. hey, Shots welcome to the race. Look forward Shots to a good campaign. Fired. Shots fired Shots at the outset. Fired. Um, he also is hitting on that that corruption uh, theme, which is going to be very interesting because there's a lot of people who have served with Tim that, you know, this is going to paint a brush. And so uh, have you ever seen one of those memes where it has like the, the Halloween costume meme? Yes. OK, so the tweet um, is said 
it's got a, a silhouette of uh, Tim. It looks like Tim Moore. And it says, a pocket guide, how to get rich while in office for dummies. The corrupt politician. Wow. Just so like, it I is. mean, just so, I mean, and now it's going to be interesting to see. So obviously the well-funded campaigns like this, that obviously it, this assumes will be, it's going to be very interesting to see the uh, degree of, of knifing that's oh, going yeah. to it's go on out. between them. It's already started. Right? right. And I guess, you know, I guess there's a, you know, people decry negative uh, campaigning. They, they, they say they don't like it yet. It works. Yeah. Um, it works really well. And, you know, and speaking of, you know, um, there's a, you know, a few open seats for council state. We'll yeah. get in. We're going to mention uh, Jeff Jackson, who uh, apparently doesn't like the way his district was drawn. So <laughs> now he's decided to run for something else while watching TikToks and and you know doing all those <laughs> those deep congressional things so, and serving his people. I want to say something that's probably not popular, but with my crowd, um, I served with Jeff Jackson, um, and I do appreciate his ability to communicate. I actually watch it because mm-hmm. he is a very effective communicator. I don't know that he really passed any laws or got anything done while he was in service. I just don't, you know, just like looking at his body of work, I didn't see anything that stood out and watching him be not, and, you know, yeah. he was, he didn't show up a lot. Yeah. Um, but just his ability to communicate, that is very strong. And he's hit on a chord that not a lot of people um, have yeah. and are jealous of. Yeah, 100%. We're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, uh, YouTube, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, yeah. as well as LinkedIn. So just before the break, we were talking about um, you know announcements for office and everything like that. And so you you brought up something interesting um, you know, for, for us to talk about. It's like, you know... What drives someone like what when someone says, hey, you know what? I want to run for office. Yeah. Like, you know, what is it that's, you know, what is it one that's behind that? And two, what are some do's and don'ts of running for office? I mean, when you ask me, you know, hey, David, what you know, what's the first thing a person yeah. should do once yeah. they decide they want to off office? My thing was get your head examined and reconsider. Yeah. Um, that was my first thing. <laughs> well, but then after yeah. that, there's a, there's some things. But you have to, you, you obviously have a ton of experience, obviously running for uh-huh. office um, and have been successful to date. Uh, yes, um, so, I did lose one. You did well, but that you know that yeah. was that was that a while led, back. That was a path that led to you. Well, well, yeah, but I also I lost my first race, uh, yeah. school board. Incidentally, we both really? lost. Yeah, we're both, spo- both school board we're dropouts. Both, we're both school board dropouts. Our reject school, yeah, board, school reject. board reject losers. We could not do it. <laughs> How did I not know that until just now? Because you don't listen to me. I, well, <laughs> I do listen when it's important. <laughs> Thus, <laughs> this I Thus. but but yeah, but no, but um, you know, it's interesting because like when you first get in a yeah. lot of people that are novices they just they, they just they're flying by the seat of their right. pants right right and which that's why we probably both lost our first elections is because that's exactly what i was doing i thought just a starry-eyed and goodwill and want to be out there for the good of all mankind because i was going to change the world from one school board seat um, <laughs> that uh you know and i knew better and how it works but you know you, this is the time where people are probably looking around and saying i i can file you know mm-hmm. filing starts december 4th do I want to run for office? And, you know, if you do, what kind of office and what office do you see yourself in? And and so, yeah, I think we should talk about, like, just the internal conversation you need to have with your head. Oh, yeah. Like, if if you are just now thinking about running for office, then you may want to look at, a, like, a, a more local office. Right. Because if you're going to go for a state senate or if you're going to go for house or if you're going to go for a council of state, which means the statewide elected 
you probably need to have already been working on this since June yes, <laughs> or yeah, exactly. February of this year. I mean, especially if you're going to be battling against an incumbent. Mm-hmm. So that means someone who's already in there. Um, so if you're having those internal conversations like, hey, I want to be a senator. I want to be a House member. If it's not an open seat and you're going to battle, you know, you're really behind the eight ball right now. But also you do need to ask yourself why. Right. I mean, and if, you're, if your goal is to self-promotion um, and to further what you think is a career, then you may really want to recheck that yeah, too. Yeah, no, well, and that's the I thing mean, about that's it is, is not, that it's not a, it, it, the, there, I think there's a, a misconception about um, uh, holding elected office. I think a lot that, that some people who aren't familiar with it that jump into it as, is, you know, that it's like this, there's this glamour to it right. or there's this, you know, uh, power, quote unquote, if you will, to it. Right. Um, you know, some people obviously want to get in it for the right reasons. Most people I'd like to think want to get in it mm-hmm. for the right reasons. But, you know, it is the amount of work, the amount of stress, the time away from family. The, and mm-hmm. whether you're running for local office, state office, federal office, if you are going to do the job right, you are going, you're just going to lose time with something. Mm-hmm. Things have to give. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was on, uh, you know, Morsel, uh, Morsel, uh Town Commission and, you know, my, the nature of what I'm in, I know you're this way as well, is, you know, you want to give it 100%. Right. People, people voted you in, people, you know, brought you in to do a job. They're trusting you to do that job. Right. So you go 100% and inevitably, Things fall, things fall back. Right. There's just no other way for it to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think probably first and foremost, when somebody's getting this, at least in my opinion, is do you have the time and are you willing to sacrifice what you're going to sacrifice right. to do it? Right. And understand the office that you're running for. So, so if you do have this internal conversation and you go, okay, you know what? I want to do it for whatever reason. I want to do it. Well, okay, great. Know the office responsibilities that you're running for. I've heard school board members running for election talking about abortion. Mm -hmm. That's not your lane, right? That's not your lane. You can't change that, right? Talk about what you're going to do and understand the office duties that you're going to, you know, run for. Because it can be very embarrassing when you're sitting there at a debate and you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, that is, that's, that's the second thing. So, okay. So you decide you're going to be in it. And I'm just going to say one more thing about that. If you do want to run for office, you do need to make it an extension of your life. Yes. It does. You don't need to be a politician for politician's sake. Mm -hmm. I feel that you should make it extension of either your community service or your work or something like that. Make it enhance your life, not define your life. Oh, 100%. And I think one of the things that you also have to think about, you know, depending on, you know, the level, of what you're going to, but even at the most basic local level and things like that, you know, you probably need to make sure that you go through your Facebook accounts, that you go through your right. X slash Twitter accounts, your LinkedIn and see mm-hmm. what things might, that because a lot of people just are joking around, retweeting mm-hmm. things or liking something on Facebook, anything and everything in an mm-hmm. online profile, it mm-hmm. will, can and will be used against you oh, I know. in the court of public opinion. I, it, it, was, it was against you. Yeah. It has happened to many a person. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make sure that one, you know what's out there, are right. ready to answer it, or before you announce, maybe covertly delete those things <laughs> yeah. so that they're not there. Now, everybody says the internet's forever, yeah. so in- enterprising people can probably find them. But mm-hmm. what you want to make sure is, is that you you are putting yourself out there for public scrutiny. That right. is just the way it is. You have to be comfortable being willing to address those things. If you are going to go for one of those higher offices, some of the best money spent is to hire an opposition research a researcher to research yourself. Mm-hmm. See what is out there. I tell you, as soon as you put your name out there that you're running, one of the first things everybody looks at is, did you pay your taxes on time? Mm-hmm. If you have a 
delinquent tax bill from that you don't even know about, it, it will come out that you are a tax evading scumball that <laughs> doesn't, if you can't even pay your own taxes, then what are you going to do with people's taxes when you get there? I mean, that's, those are those things. So yes, if you have the money, Hire opposition research to do it on yourself. So like you said, that you're not surprised when it does come out. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And then I think one of the things that, you know, um, other things that I look at is, you know, in addition to time commitment and everything like that, you know, you had a good one um, in, in sort of your list of things is do you hire a campaign consultant or not? Yeah. Do, you, do you run your do you run I, yourself I, yourself or do you hire somebody? To do yeah, it? I kind of had both. Yeah, you yeah you did. You absolutely did. I had two campaign consultants. One is sitting to my left that he says and still is a little bitter about not being paid for it. Well, I, say I, it was I was going to clarify, of... I was not hired to do the job. <laughs> I did it strictly pro bono. You did have the one that you did hire, though, a seasoned campaign professional yes. to help do the other kind of stuff. So to be fair, I was not hired. I just want that clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You were not hired. You did it pro bono, and you had to deal with me um, through the whole thing because you were the one who talked me into it. Oh, so that, it was a blast. Yeah, that was the. It was, <laughs> and look at you now. Oh, look at me and now. Look at you, you're welcome. <laughs> but so, and you have to be careful too. Remember, campaign consultants—they are out there to make a living. Mm -hmm. They eat and feed their family, just like you do. So, I've seen some really well-intended people um, get into races that. They really should not have, but campaign consultants were ones who kind of pushed them in there because mm -hmm. they needed, you know, they got to eat too, right? Yeah. So um, be careful and, you know, just have a little bit of self-awareness about that. Like the campaign consultant, though, is invaluable, especially because you're going to need to have a social media presence and uh, access to news organizations. Um mailers, which everybody hates, but everybody spends tons of money on. There's so many things that go into the business of running a campaign that if you are a first time candidate, you cannot learn fast enough to get it. No, you have to, you really do. And again, this is at a state or wide level, of course, or, um, you know, congressional or at one of our races. Um, I think you could probably get away with full board, mm -hmm. you know, when doing it all on your own, maybe, but depends on if you're running countywide or mm -hmm. not. So, but definitely consider that. And they're not cheap. No, they're definitely not. And make sure, and, you know, one of the things that, that I always, um, you know, tell people, because I've, I've been involved in a number of campaigns mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and one of the things that is always key when, when I jump in and I help is, is I always want to set the expectation up front is that I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. And if yeah. you have someone who is there only telling you what you want to hear, they're doing you a disservice. Right. You have to have somebody who will come at, come to you and say, here's why I think that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Here's why I think you don't want to do that. And then ultimately, though, <laughs> you are the candidate. It is your call to make. You told me that. I'm, I'm like having a flashback right now. <laughs> Can we do this real quick? Yeah. Okay. So we have our first Senate campaign. And the only way I have, we have no money, we have a little bit of money, we have no money, I'm self funding, mm -hmm. and I got a little bit of money in. The only way we know we're doing well is how I keep on getting negative you mailers. Get, yeah, everybody's attacked. You're getting attacked all the time. <laughs> yeah. And the like the second negative mailer came or the first negative mailer came out. And David Coble calls me and goes, it's time to go on the attack. <laughs> We're going to slash and burn and rock his world. I don't, think I, I don't think I said it that way. Well, okay. You said in a world. <laughs> okay. There, there, there you go. Maybe better. Yeah. It's time and to go on offense. Then, this is when you started questioning me because I was like, no, I have to live here. We're not going to go negative. We're not going to go negative. And we didn't. We didn't. No, you were you, and you made the correct call. Well, well, I, well, I don't it, think I mean, it was correct. It, it just worked. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you might have won by more had we gone negative. But 
you know, but you, ultimately you still won. So, but, yeah. but that's the thing about it is, is every candidate's got to be true to themselves. Right. They can't, they can't, and if you're a candidate that can just be molded into what other people want you to be, I don't want you in office. Right. That's not where you belong. If right. you are that susceptible to other people trying to make you into something, mm-hmm. you don't belong in office. You mm-hmm. simply don't. You have to have somebody with core convictions, with core principles that says, I'll do this, but I won't do that. Right. Or I have to, I, and like, and like you did, I have to do this. I have to, so I can look myself in the mirror so that I can live here. And yeah. that's, and that's what you did. And every candidate, and sometimes that's going to work out. Other times it might not. Right. But, but at the end of the day, you have your personal, you know, you have your personal integrity and, and who you are at your core that you have to stay true to. Yeah. And so let's talk about what that is and the cost of campaigns. Like, you know, campaigns like last year or last election cycle, John Bradford's campaign for North Mecklenburg and the house race, it was a million dollars just on his part. I mean, a million dollars for a seat that's got one, you've one of 120 people in the house. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. It Those mailers expensive. are expensive, um, very expensive. So have that conversation. If you're not, if you're going to self fund, understand exactly how much it costs. Cause the last thing you want to do is get into the last days of a campaign and you run out of money yep. because that's when you really have to hit it and hit it. Hard. Well, and some of the biggest dramatic shifts happen in those last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And so you have to be out in front now, local offices and things like that. Social still, media is great, but it's still expensive. It's still expensive. You still need your name out yeah. there, especially if people don't know you. So, that's right. Um, this has been your tutorial and, and on how on, to run for office. Yeah, on how to run for we office. Can... Hopefully people get continuing ed out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. You're listening to We're Just Saying with Senator Vicki Sawyer. Oh, and yes, David. you are. You're listening? Yes, they are yes, listening. Yes, listening. We are listening. Part of our show, I was not listening to what you said. 844 Studio <laughs> 4. We're also streaming live on the WSIC News website, social media, YouTube, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, LinkedIn. Yes. So before the break, we were talking about sort of like, you know, rules of thumb for running for office yeah. and things like that. And then. If you find yourself following every single piece of advice that we said, you're obviously <laughs> going to be an enormously successful politician. Correct. And you will be in office. And then once you find yourself in there, though, you can run into certain things as our as you know our insurance commissioner did <laughs> oh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I, our insurance commissioner not pleased with the General Assembly right now, <laughs> to say the least, right? It has been like one of those popcorn eating moments for me because I, I know both sides and I understand, you know, my husband and I have owned an insurance agency and the insurance, the business of insurance has always fascinated me, the nuts and bolts. And, you know, not to nerd out too much, but insurance companies, they pretty much control the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the largest consumer of goods. They uh, contr- they have ma- massive shares in the market. They are, I always call them the Illuminati of the business world because, <laughs> and, and, and they actually are governed by what's called the NAIC, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. And even though insurance is state regulated, in other words, the, each state has its ability to make its own laws in regards to insurance, they basically, back I think in the 80s or something like that, gave their um, rulemaking authority over to this NAIC. So when you have weird rules that come out of stuff, a lot of times it's because the NASC, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, are the ones who did this. And they are, by and large, an unelected 
body of folks who are the deep state. <laughs> the, the deep, deep state. <laughs> they are the deep, deep state. So we actually in North Carolina are one of only a handful of states that actually elects an insurance commissioner. Really? Yes. I did not know that. So what we have is, a again, a lot of unelected people who at a federal level or a state level, but given um, makes federal rules that... I mean, it, it goes all the way down to what type of um, water bottle you have and where you can do. It. I mean, it, insurance controls everything. And it is so boring to talk about. People just do not. It's just a you. I know that insurance is not like glamorous or sexy, but the I'll tell you the the behind the scenes business of it is fascinating. So, One of the things that was interesting. So I, um, I, there's a podcast I listen to called Business Wars mm-hmm. and um, highly recommended it. It's, okay. and, and basically what it does is it, it has a, it goes through and has several different ones um, that will pit, that, that will talk about two competing businesses. So one of them, uh, they'll do Hershey versus Mars. They'll do GM versus oh, Ford. Oh, that's cool. Um, they'll do, um, you know, um, uh, ESPN versus Fox Sports, right? Mm-hmm. And they do a session of them that sort of talk about the background and sort of how they started competing, what that looked like. And I recently listened to one on uh, CVS versus Walgreens. And one of the interesting things that I found was when, um, you know, the care marks of the world started Mm -hmm. and basically they were negotiators of drug prices on behalf of insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And then CVS bought Caremark, and then so you've got the negotiator. You the negotiator is now owned by the entity that is is negotiating with. Yes, and it's a and and what and the impact that that had on prescriptions and Walgreens mm-hmm. was 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 never wanted to do that. They mm-hmm. did not want to buy into it. That was one that was like the line they said they would not cross, mm-hmm. um, and it hurt them market wise and things like that. But all of it again was driven by the cost of prescription drugs and insurance reimbursements. Right, and so and it was amazing to me to listen to that and then to you know, when we started talking about insurance and, you know, all the intricacies and the things like that you all have been doing in the General Assembly around it, mm-hmm. it really does touch everything we do. I mean, it, it's insane. It is. It absolutely is. And thank you for bringing that up. It's called PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers. And they're based, they are the middleman between, um, and, and a lot of people point to them for the reason why drugs or prescriptions are out of cost. And anyway, so that going down that rabbit hole, but thank you so much for talking about that because it's exactly right. So when you have an elected insurance commissioner, it is very important that that commissioner focuses on insurance and insurance matters because it is very, very difficult. And we as a state are in a hurricane prone area, but we also have health insurance. I mean, that's also a big issue is health insurance and the cost of insurance and, you know, all of these things. So the legislation that was just passed said insurance commissioner, You should be dealing with just insurance. It's just that important. But we are going to take the fire department or the fire marshal or the fire service, which is also under the insurance commissioner's uh, hat, and move that to make it a separate um, agency. And that way we would be able to concentrate on what the fire service needs a little bit better. I go back to when I first got into office one of the biggest things that I was hit with was cancer coverage for firefighters. We know that foam had given, um, you know, long-term health uh, damages to and cancer. Um, and there was this big fight about, well, was it hap- did the cancer happen here? Did it not? Well, it was all insurance driven, right? And you kind of needed 
that separate department to be able to advocate against the insurance commissioner or the insurance co companies to make sure you could get this cancer coverage for firefighters. And that was a bill that sat around for years. I know Representative Jason Sane was really big on that mm -hmm. um, and trying to get that across the line. So he knows better than anybody the hard um, push it was to get that cancer coverage done. A lot of it was because insurance companies were putting it back. So it makes sense that you have an agency that is directly um, responsible for just the fire service. So they separated it. The bill separated it. Well, <laughs> for an insurance commissioner who loves the fire service, that was not go over well. Yeah. Not well at all. <laughs> so poorly, in fact, he fired the top three head of his current fire service. Like, they were gone this week. I know these men. I have worked with these men. Um, I don't know why I can't. I, I know it was reported, but the assumption is, is that because these people were working with the General Assembly, yeah, they got fired. Mm -hmm. But I know from our side of it, if you don't work with the General Assembly, it gets even worse. Yeah, well, <laughs> it gets yeah, even worse. It, it does. Just ask the North I don't Carolina High School Athletic Association yeah. how that turns out. <laughs> I don't know what these poor guys were supposed to do. I mean, one of them is a liaison, which means that he's a go-between between the General Assembly and the insurance department, and he got canned this week. For working with the General Assembly. <laughs> well, um, you're really not liked. I know. <laughs> really, but, you know, but here's my perspective. It, it makes sense to me that these would be separate entities, right? I, I mm -hmm. see the logic of having them together maybe back in the day, right? right? Because right. largely insurance um, was really on your house, mm -hmm. on your car. That's right. And, fire. and mm -hmm. fire and everything like that. So and I can see insurance. the synergies. Mm -hmm. But... The behemoth, as you have just described, of insurance is so big now. It is. And it is such a, there are so many nuances. And, mm -hmm. you know, from when you were, when we've been dealing with the coal ash stuff here mm -hmm. and now in the fire department stuff and then first insurance for first responders and health risks and things like that, the insurance commissioner has a responsibility to negotiate these things, oversee these things. So it's very difficult to be the, I guess, if you will, the advocate that a fire department needs for right. instances like that. It just is. It's a conflict. It's not, it's not to speak to the person. It's not to right. speak to anything like that. It's just the nature of the job is not set up to facilitate that in a way that is of the best interests of, you know, for the fireman. Right. So splitting it off makes total sense to me. Right. Now, to be fair, I understand, you know, nobody likes their power base taken yeah. away. Yeah. I get it. I but, don't know. I'd kind of be like, good. Yeah. I'd be like, one I'm less sure. thing, right? One like, less one thing. One less thing that I have to deal with. And I'm great. That they have well, that. And you I didn't mean, cut his pay, right? No. Okay, so, I mean, it's no. like, you know, hey, one less thing to have no. to deal with. And but the pol political war over it that is that is brewed is really damning um, for, I think, the commissioner, honestly. I'm not real sure how it's playing out. Um, I'm interested to see. There was some a, a pretty bad article that was written about him this week about um, cronyism within his department and people getting paid for not doing anything. I mean, that's kind of like the standard boilerplate article that most our friends at News and Observer write about anybody who's elected. It seems like oh, that's yeah. always that, you know, insert name here. Yeah, it, was the just, same. it was just his turn. It was just his turn. <laughs> it was his it turn was to have it written about him, obviously. But it seems like, you know, but it was pretty bad. But um, yeah, so I actually would welcome it mm -hmm. to to have that. And if you do care about the fire service, then you would support them in that autonomous 
role. I mean, I personally don't think that the insurance commissioner should be elected, to be honest with you. I mean, we did that back uh, maybe 125 years ago. Um, actually, one of the independent insurance agents in North Carolina, that was one of their big first pushes is to elect them. Um, the job is so detailed and intricate, mm -hmm. and you have to be a bully for citizens against insurance companies in that position mm -hmm. because insurance companies are really good at making money. Yes. And they have to because yes. they have to pay claims. Yes. That's what they do. That's how it works. But you have to be that bullied and say, if you're going to do insurance in my state, you're going to go by these rules. Right. And if you don't understand that, then you're really just doing a disservice to North Carolina. And being the hedge fire marshal isn't necessarily what you need to do. You need to be focusing on how to regulate and manage and make sure that insurance stays profitable and for everybody involved in North Carolina. You know, it's always interesting to me, these these business related roles that we elect um, inside yeah. of inside of inside of state government. You know, I I, I understand. You know, I'm I'm big on you know power to the people. You know, yeah. answer. You know, elected one right. man, one voice, one lady, one voice. Um, but you know, some of these things where you have to have an intricate business knowledge of something to be able to do it. Electing it makes it a little bit tougher, yeah. right? I mean, it's like, and I don't even, and you, you tell me this, and you, hmm. you may not know this, like for attorney general, mm -hmm. right? Yes, you have to be an attorney. You have to be an attorney to run for attorney general. And the ag commissioner, the yes. uh, agriculture commissioner, you have to be a farmer. But for an insurance commissioner, you don't have don't, to have any insurance I, background? No, I, no, which is really, really scary because all someone has to do is get up and say, I'm going to not raise your rates. And it's a political thing. Well, you, first of all, you can't say that and actually follow through on it. There's just no yeah. possible way that you can do it. And just the political employee, you'll always see this every election. Um, insurance industry asked for a 50% increase on homeowners, but the insurance commissioner knocked them down to 25%. Mm -hmm. But you know, they always knew it was going to be 25% all the way through. They just give political cover to yeah. the insurance commissioner. And those games should not be played. In fact, there is a, a thought out there that you should move the whole rate making and that stuff over to the utilities commission, who are regulators who are appointed that actually understand the intricacies of how rates are should be made because they do the same thing for the utilities commission. And honestly, I kind of support that too. Well, there you go. Yeah. You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Might be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website. Oh, no, we're not. The The uh, Gremlins got us. Oh, the no. The Gremlins got us. But we the, obviously we are lo we are recording locally here yes. in Studio C. Yes, C is for Cobalt. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to say something because I um, would like to announce, because we're getting ready to do our, our Rated X in a few moments, which means is those mean tweets that come back. And one of the mean tweets that uh, we'll talk about later, but um, I want to talk about our radio show. Yes. We have had this radio show since COVID. Yes. Remember how we started this out? I do remember. It was over a cocktail and going, hey, we're really funny. Just ask us. <laughs> yeah, just ask us. Just well, ask well, us. Well, it was funny because it was like you were going in doing the, the COVID announcements. Yes. Um, and uh, that's sort of how you had started. And then I, you called me one day and say, hey, I really need somebody to come and sit with me on this. Yeah. I, I can't talk for a full hour. Yeah. And so, and that was back with no commercials. And so that's right. there were no commercials. There that's was a right. break at the bottom of 
of the hour um, generally, uh, yeah. but that was it. I, I mean, know. it was 30 and 30. Yeah. Um, but no, but yeah, it, we have been doing this since COVID. We have. And, you know, um, and the podcast is just new. So I guess there's a lot of people new to there, but um, that's seeing us and I'm grateful to be on there. But yeah, we started out in COVID um, and it was, it's been a great and so excited. And we do this show to bring Raleigh to Iredale and North Mecklenburg County yes. and to give you a new source as to what is happening from my perspective as an educational thing. It's not about me being, I, I think I saw a tweet about all oh, you Republicans, y'all just want to have your name in lights or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> no, the, the, the genesis of the show was because there was so much information hitting everybody from Raleigh at one time, especially with COVID lockdowns and restrictions and who's essential and who's not, which I still pissy about because um, <laughs> I don't think I was essential. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's where this all started. It's not about me and you just trying to be me and you, but others just like just being a conduit of information. Oh, 100%. And just the, and think about the trend that has come from this. That's right? true. So uh, Representative Jeff McNeely has his show. Representative Jason Sane now yes. has his show. So it's Mayor like, Woody Washam yeah, has, yeah. has a show. Um, you know, the town of Mooresville now has a show. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was like, you know, uh, you... We were trailblazers. We were trailblazers. We were trailblazers. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Who knew? <laughs> hey, you know who else was a trailblazer? Who? Blazer. Okay, her name is Cherie, but I like saying it differently. Sherry. Sherry Berry. Sherry. I love Sherry Berry. I love Sherry Berry too. Quite possibly one of my favorite elected represent elected people of all time, minus you, of course. No, obviously. I obviously, mean, I'm getting a little. No, 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 no. <laughs> Loved Sherry Berry. So, if, if for those who don't know who Sherry yeah, Berry was, um, you if you grew up in North Carolina, you every time you stepped on an elevator, you saw Sherry Berry's face. Genius by the way, having your picture and your name in every single elevator um, inside uh, North Carolina, but has since retired um, and um, uh, tell, from elected tell the office. favorite, what do you call it? The kids call it oh, clapback? Clapback. So, okay. um, so if you have, if you do not follow um, uh, Sherry Berry on Twitter or, or, or X, formerly yeah. known as Twitter, you're missing out <laughs> because she is so quick-witted and she just it has a Southern charm and will knife someone just like that. And so uh, I think it was like two years ago when the districts were redrawn, being redrawn again. Um, and I think it might have been the, in the district where Madison Cawthorn uh, was at the time. Um, Clay Aiken uh, you took to uh, then Twitter to say, hey, you know what? With this kind of person running, I may just have to get get into the race. And he goes, and I'm not, and basically to the sense of, and I, I'm willing to sing all the way to election day. And Sherry Perry writes back, oh, darling. And that's why I said, oh, darling. Remember the last time you sang in a contest, you still finished seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I love this woman, but but so but no, but obviously her picture no longer in in the right. uh, in the elevators. Josh Dobson's has been in at right. least. Uh, for the four years, he for won four years, mm -hmm. yeah, won re-election. But yeah. now, talk of no longer having pictures in the elevator. Yeah, talk. Josh Dobson, the current labor commissioner, who's not going to run for re-election, um, is uh, on his own accord. Like he's yeah. done a fabulous job and no, no issue, and very proud of the work that he's done over there. Um, he said, "No more pictures in the elevator." Oh, oh, 
There goes my hope for running to, for the de- I know, <laughs> right? labor commissioner. I know, right? That would be the only reason why. Well, see, but that's the whole thing about it is I find comfort in uh-huh. looking at the person who's responsible for inspecting my elevator. Because, like, I have I have always had this thing about elevators. Oh. I, I do not enjoy... So strong women and elevators. Well, no wonder why not, Sherry Berry... Not, not, not the same. Okay. Right? Not, okay. Not in the same capacity. Okay. Don't make this weird. <laughs> just, why do you make everything so weird? No. You, I just love that <laughs> you, you're this masculine man, but you just have a thing about strong women in politics. I do. And there's uh-huh. not, and, and I, you own and, it. And I, I, find, I, I know myself. I know, I know myself, do. Senator. Sorry. I know myself. But so, no, but like I have this thing about elevators and like, you know, I believe in like elevators, roller coasters, things like that. Things that can go very, very high, very, very quickly yeah. and drop very, very quickly from Fair. very, very high places. I like to know that they are well taken care of. I like to know that the mechanics are not faulty and I get into an elevator, I see the face of that person and yeah. I know, hey, that person right there, if this elevator falls, yeah, that's the person who's responsible. <laughs> I take comfort in that. Okay. I don't know why I just do. Okay. Well, you know what? Well, you're going to have to figure out something else because I believe it's going to be gone. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to be gone. So no more elevator portraits. Well, maybe you can uh, advocate for uh, your um, for the uh, local for the senator to uh, of a certain area for a certain district that all the elevators in their districts <laughs> can have their picture in it. No. You don't want that? No, no. I think that's a fine idea. (laughs) But I mean, but you have to give, you have to give credit to Sherry Berry. It was political genius to, um, to do that because you could not help but know Sherry Berry's name. And, and, and the, and, uh, she has a a song that has Sherry, Sherry, you know, I know it's Sherry Baby, but it's Sherry (laughs) Berry. And so, I mean, like there was no beating her. There was no no one going to beat her. She would have been there. She'd still be there if she wanted to be. (laughs) She was fantastic. Hey, speaking of beating, um, just real quick, I wanted to mentioned that in Durham yesterday or Thursday, yeah, yesterday, uh, they allowed protesters to shut down one of their freeways. Are you kidding me right no, now? No, they were uh, protesting and on behalf of Palestine. Oh, well, Dur- Durham's the place you want to do that. So, but, but actually, I want to take this from another radio show host. I've, I've got a plan. Okay. Okay, i got a plan. I really want to pass a law that allows you to be uh, held harmless if you run these people over. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Some, like, that's something to be said for it, right? I mean, you see the videos, right, right. of the environmental yeah. people blocking roads yeah. and everything like that. It's like you're deliberately putting yourself in harm's way, right? You, right. You, you don't get a pass. No, no, it's not my fault that you're physically standing in the road. I say, run them over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a campaign slogan there. Okay, I think. <laughs> okay. But what I did take from another, uh, a more another radio host that has a little bit more of a humanitarian idea. If you find yourself in the front of the line and you're parked and looking at these people, immediately turn your car around and back up as close as you can. <laughs> With your gas guzzling vehicle <laughs> and just smoke them out and just and smoke, smoke them, out. them out with your exhaust fumes and just let them enjoy. Breathe a nice, healthy air <laughs> coming out of the, the great, beautiful exactly. carbon monoxide. If you can't run them over, smoke them out. There you go. Well, you know what? That's that's um, that's that's probably a little less violent. So, I mean, that might be the place you start. <laughs> okay. That might be the place so you start. So, my running over thing is not going to yeah. work. Okay. Well, no, but I'm actually looking forward to what, what's going to be uh, coming at you on on, on uh Oh yeah, uh, co- yeah. Um, uh, After comments like that, okay. because now it's good that well that, and I'm sure that like you know the uh, the usual suspects. I, I fully ex- 
expect a uh, article in the Raleigh News and Observer that you know Senator Sawyer on her radio show <laughs> promotes running people over. Sociopath Vicky Sawyer from Iredell County. I, I, I own it. If you're going to stand and put your hand in a saw, it deserves to get cut off. Yeah. If you're going to stand in the middle of a road, you <laughs> expect to get hit by a car. I mean, to be fair, you're asking for it. Okay, you just are. You're asking for it. But, I was not asking for this next thing. Our no, you are. You're three. You're three weeks without a without a workplace incident. Three weeks without a workplace incident, you which have is not no responded back backs. to the trolls. I know. I'm very proud of myself. I will. Know. So, what did you get hit for this week? What okay. awful thing did you say? So, I was honored with an award for uh, transportation, and so you know. Um, we did a lot. We've and continue to do a lot of good things. Um, it's not finished yet. You know, yeah. I don't have this magic wand because I have a chairmanship, but I continue to work on these things. And so it was exciting because there was a lot of folks who work in the engineers. Um, and they, anyways, they had given me an award in my tweet. I'm honored to have received the con- contributions to transportation award from the, um, N-C-S-I-T-E, and the Secretary of Transportation was there, too, in recognition of my work to secure support for transportation infrastructure that will meet North Carolina's growth, blah, blah, blah. And I got a picture, and I'm very super excited because, you know— yeah. I, I mean, it's a major award. It is a major award. It wasn't fragile either. <laughs> it was pretty It's a major award. It's time to make those references, I guess, No, it's for not. Christmas. It's not oh, even it's Thanksgiving not even Thanksgiving yet. yet. I know. Don't fall into the trap. So, D-Dog— <laughs> That, that and obviously that's that's the God birth birth given name D dog double G, double G. Yeah. So white of all of you. <laughs> it's as if these humans never left their childhood with these childlike awards. So white of you. I don't get it. I mean, it's like I, don't, I mean, I don't understand. Uh, what? Huh? <laughs> huh? I mean, like, look, I mean, you could be yelled, like, the, you know, it is as if these humans never left their childhood with these childlike words. Okay, fine. But how white of you? How white of me? I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. But that's probably because I'm not, like, D-Dog in, in, ingrained in, in this Well, kind of I will say he's the first honorable, or she's the first honorable mention that could didn't have she? Ukraine flag or a peace sign. No peace sign? No, no Ukraine no, flag? Yeah, they, that had been the trend well, all the way. Ra- why do they hate Ukraine? I don't know. Obviously, D-Dog <laughs> hates Ukraine and transportation. <laughs> Obviously. He also hates me, too, um, because he talked about uh, a comment I had made about uh, women who choose to have sex. Make sure to protect yourself. You know, that's what a horrible thing to say. What a horrible thing to say. Did he start that with how white of you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he said it is time to get rid of all these old. Can I say that word on the video? Okay. It is time to get rid of all these old farts (laughs) and bring in a younger generation with fresh new ideas. And a fresh new idea is unprotected sex. I'm old. He <laughs> called me. That's the one thing. I'm that's like, what you took that's from what that. That's what I took from that. He called me a granny. <laughs> that's what you took from that. Not I, the fact that a fresh new idea, would, right. obviously to him or her, is unprotected sex. It's, it's, it's you're old. That's I'm what trying you took not from to that. be a granny. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thankfully, you, I'm sure you have many, many years before that becomes the case. But well done, D. Double Do G. You, uh, you, you made the show. You made the show. Thank you for listening to We're Just Saying on W. WSIC News Radio. Have a great weekend. <laughs> the new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.